0: Welcome to the AVAIL podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're diving back into our AVAIL archives. This week is the third and final week of our Back to Leadership series, a series revisiting our highly requested and critically acclaimed AVAIL episodes that we feel all leaders would benefit from taking another listen to. So get ready as we revisit our AVAIL episode with Esther Moreno on her passion for and perspective on children's ministry. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Avail Leadership Podcast. I love the Avail Leadership Podcast. My name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the lead pastor of Vertical Church, also known as Iglesia Vertical in South Florida, where we are one church, two languages. And I get the honor and privilege of hosting the Avail Leadership Podcast, where we connect with amazing leaders from around the world. And today, will not disappoint, we have the honor and the blessing of connecting with Esther Moreno, who is a speaker, an author, a radio host, uh, a leader, founder of Child's Heart Ministries, an organization dedicated to equipping church leaders and children's ministry workers with effective and healthy practices for the children's ministry department. Digitally, Esther leads classes and trainings and courses to equip ministry workers worldwide. Esther, we are so pumped to have you here on the Avail Leadership Podcast. How are you feeling?
1: Awesome. I'm super excited to be here. You are so much fun. I know that we are going to have so much fun in this hour. It's going to feel like five minutes.
0: Agreed 100%. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of things in common, including a passion for the Lord, a passion for the church. And we're pastor's kids. You know, there's so much, so much My fun. My name is Moreno. <laughs> Moreno. I like it. It's Spanish. Español. Un poquito Español. Uh,
1: no. My husband, he is so fluent. And when he speaks, it is so funny because then people look at me and they get super excited. And I'm like, please don't get excited. I do not speak
0: Spanish. (laughs) Well, hey, I'm going to let you off the hook. I'm going to let you (laughs) off the hook. I'm not going to make you speak Spanish. But Esther, there's so many people uh, out there. I know there's a lot of people out there who know you, know about you, especially people who are connected and have a heart for children's ministry. But there's a lot of people who are getting to know who you are here on this podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey and your story?
1: Oh my goodness, yes. So I am a PK. I call it the infamous... P.K., my dad, um, is a, I, I'm not going to say he was a retired pastor. I say that a lot, and my dad's like, I'm not dead. Like, I'm still here. Can you just tell people that I've retired? So he is alive and <laughs> he is well, uh, but he retired in the ministry, and his ministry was to broken churches. So I spent my entire childhood in the church Going to broken churches that were just, I mean, if they weren't healthy, they sent my dad to repair it and to make it healthy again. And guess what? When it got healthy, we had to move to another crazy church (laughs) with wonderful, amazing, broken, crazy people So it was an amazing experience, but um, I always knew I had a call to children's ministry, uh, even in the midst of that. So of course, when I got the call to go to seminary, immediately, I knew when I graduated what I was going to do. I went straight into children's ministry, knew exactly nothing. Apparently, I had become a theologian, but knew absolutely nothing about how to lead children's ministry. (laughs) But I will add that in later. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love it. Hey, so so okay. So I wanna, I guess I'll we'll unpack this here at the beginning because it's a big part of what you do. You founded Child's Heart Ministry. And can you talk to us about what kind of what led to that? You know, because that's, that's a big part, big part of your life.
1: I did. So um basically Child's Heart Ministry was founded. You know, I, I feel like people mention just these amazing romantic like stories about how the organizations were founded. I'm like, I I just did not want to become a hamster on a wheel. It was literally founded based off of good mentorship. And accountability that really covered me and protected me and encouraged me to build something. You know, don't don't just uh, uh, get busy and crazy doing things that you like to do, but really build something. And I was really inspired to start Child's Heart, really to create some structure. I had to put a name on that tribe that God had given me in the earth to influence. So that was really kind of how Child's Heart kind of got formed. I really wanted a better answer to that. (laughs) I wanted to tell you (laughs) that the angel from the Lord came to me and told me. (laughs) That wasn't it. It was literally... What can I do to really yeah. protect this this gift that God has given me and it was funny because I called it child's heart because when I was really working in the church and I was a children's pastor we you know like most churches we had a staff meeting and the pastor, in the staff meeting, he said, you know, we had a session meeting and the board came together last night and they just gave, gave Esther Moreno the biggest compliment. And I'm thinking they're going to say I'm brilliant or something amazing. And they said she really acts like a child. <laughs> I'm like, this sounds really insulting. I don't understand what the compliment is. And they were like, no, you really have the heart of a child and it really reaches Children wow. and it touches leaders. So when I thought about what to name, I said I'm gonna call it Child's Heart. The biggest insult slash compliment.
0: Wow. <laughs> that well, I, ever you know, I think it, I was gonna say I think it's good because um, it isn't this fancy story about. You know, the dove came and landed on my windowsill and you know, and then no, it was just, hey, this is what was happening, this was birthed out. Yeah, boom. Yeah. Child's heart yeah. ministry.
1: And I would listen to other leaders and other voices. And I would hear this constant theme of 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 the mistakes that they made when it came to to doing things and creating things. They they didn't really build things. So I would listen to that and I said, what can I do? I really want to build something. And that's really how that came
0: about. That's so cool. Okay. So I want you to tell me a little bit, Esther, because I know, I know being, you know, being a lead pastor, being involved in ministries and organizations, there's always challenges when you're trying to get a ministry off the ground. And then there's always just amazing, rewarding moments. Can you tell me a little bit about both ends of the spectrum?
1: Oh my goodness. Absolutely. So I would say one of the biggest challenges for me was myself. like I had to get over myself. I think one of the biggest fears, Virgil, was going, okay, so when you're in the process of becoming, you know, you're trying to become all that God has called for you to be, for me, I had to kind of put myself out there in ways that were kind of like scary, and I, I remember just being so frightened of, what about those people who knew me You know, before I became, even though, of course, I'm still in the process of becoming, but. And I don't believe I'll ever, I will ever arrive until I'm like with him in glory. (laughs) Uh uh But I I, I mean, I remember thinking of that and that, I mean, I was locked up in fear and it hindered me at times from moving forward because I was so focused on, oh, what about these people who knew me in the beginning when I wasn't doing all these things? What are they going to say? So I really had to get over that. And one of the other Mm -hmm. challenges for me were trolls. Virgil, I didn't know what trolls were. <laughs> wow. Okay, so I always had this thing about me where I said, I have a great personality. Everybody likes Esther. Everybody's going like to like me. <laughs> I said that, and it was a really good mentor friend of mine who laughed at me every time I said that. He said, Esther, everybody does not like you. <laughs> there are some people who are just completely put off, and I just did not believe him until I was hosting my first children's ministry conference. And of course I had to advertise. So I remember putting the advertisement out, my head's in the clouds, like this is gonna be great. We're gonna get so many people. I mean, just a completely craziness that I even thought like this. And I remember I checked, I, I said, I got notifications. So I was so excited. I said, oh, this is going to be great. And I go into it. And somebody's like, they're like throwing the bird. They're writing these horrible things like, she's a pedophile. Don't follow her. And it really shook my spirit. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I should cancel this event. I should quit. And so it, it challenges. I had to, God really used those moments to really toughen my skin, but I I think it was the rewarding moments that you're talking about that really helped me to sustain when like, uh, I couldn't get over myself and things were getting hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, Mm -hmm. there was a woman, she wrote me a letter. One thing I always prided myself on is never, never get so popular, put yourself out there so much that you forget that people matter. And it's not all about you. And I love talking to children's ministry. I mean, I I love talking to the children's ministry leader who has been put over the children's ministry. And they have five kids and they are at a storefront church. And they try Uh to just figure things out. And they come Mm -hmm. to me. And I just have conversations with them. They become my friends. And one woman, she had written me a letter. And I got it in the mail. And I couldn't believe I was reading it. And she talked about how she was really feeling suicidal you know, a children's pastor. And she was just just losing uh, hope just in the church and in the community and how she was literally thinking about taking her own life. And then she started to follow my platform and her hope, you know, just just came back. Joy came back. And for me, it was so overwhelming for me to read that. I remember getting really teary. First, I was thinking, man, now I can't quit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, it was, I mean, it was just, in all seriousness, it reminded me, you know, God in that moment was like, Esther, this is your tribe. You know, I mm-hmm. think we think we get stuck in the comparison thing. I know yeah. there are tons of children's ministry leaders out there, but I also know that all of us are needed. I'm such a huge believer of tribes. There are people that I'm not going to yeah. be able to reach that you will be able to reach Virgil because mm-hmm. that is your tribe. God mm-hmm. has called, he's given you a unique gifting to yeah. reach them, which is why it's so important for us to embrace what God has put in us and to really lean into that thing and to own that. And, and that was one of my biggest challenges. It's just owning who I was. The the Mm -hmm. biggest moments that I messed up was when I tried to be somebody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, just look, this was just ridiculous. I look crazy. Why are you trying to be a cheap version? You know, Mm -hmm. a a cheaper version. I love this. TDJ said that. Why try to be a cheaper version of someone Mm -hmm. else? You can be a great original of who God has created you to be. So, um, I'm still, I'm, a, I am a work in progress virtual every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's a good, I think that's a good word because I think what you're describing, a lot of leaders go through that, especially as the Lord's giving you some ideas, especially as some doors begin to open, you know, a lot of leaders struggle with, wait a second, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Yes. And, you know, when the most important thing is what what God says and what he has Plan and call, the calling he has on our lives. So, I, yes. I you know, it, it is fun. It is fun sometimes to kind of look back and think about, man, there's been challenges, but there's been great rewards, kind of like that example, yeah. of just hearing that testimony and getting that feedback. Now, Barbara, I w- look, I w-
1: it's, it's so easy to focus on all of the naysayers, when there are like tons of people who are being inspired and encouraged. Like I was that person when I'm ministering or I'm preaching, I Mm -hmm. I can have people on the edge of their seats and I'm staring at the one person
0: who is sleeping.
1: (laughs) 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 I'm doing a horrible job they're sleeping.
0: (laughs) That's so true. Even, Even like, even on like social media or YouTube, and then, you know, you have, you can have, 100 positive statements or you know responses, and then just one, and then how. isn't that crazy how yeah. we just focus in on that one?
1: Yeah, it is. I, 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 I'm telling you, I'm starting to focus on those who are smiling because <laughs> that just gives me energy. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. You know, recently I was thinking about that because as a pastor, kind of coming out of the craziest year of our lives with, yeah. you, know, you know. What are you talking about? What, what crazy year? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so. so so as a, like with people coming back in person, yeah. like so many times I'm focusing on all the people who haven't come back and I'm like, wait a second, I need to focus on those who are yeah. physically here and those who are connected yeah. online and, you know, and just, you know, pray for those other people that I haven't seen yet, you know, and yeah. hope that maybe one day they, they come back, but I can't live focusing yeah. on those negative things. Now, I want to ask you about Child's Heart Ministry. You guys, you know, you teach a lot of, you know, important and healthy uh, practices and principles. What are some of the important and healthy practices that Child's Heart Ministry teaches?
1: Oh, my goodness. Really, one of the main ones, Virgil, is training, training, and more training. I uh-huh. think in in children's ministry, there's a massive need. I mean, in ministry in general, but there's a massive yeah need in children's ministry for, mm-hmm. for leaders to get more serious about training their workers. I, I remember um, graduating from seminary and going into my first position as a leader. It, I didn't know any of these things. You know, there were so many things that I didn't know. Even there was a, there was a point in my ministry where I decided to take a break and mm-hmm. I decided to become a follower. Because I was just thrown into leadership. And I said, I need to become a good follower if I'm yeah. really going to learn how to be a good leader. And God just threw me into one of the greatest um, scenarios. I was under this this horrible leader. It wasn't their fault. They were just like me. <laughs> and, and, and this is what God reminded me of. I mean, they... I mean, why? Why isn't this person checking on me? Why is it, Why is this person destroying me into this room? I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. And I remember the Lord's like, this is good, Esther. Now turn around and look in a mirror because this is you. And the next time I went into a leadership position, I knew those things that I needed to uh just to be better in. And one of the biggest things was training people. A lot of people come, they come in our ministries, they want to empower, they want to inspire, they want to feel like they're a part of something that's bigger than themselves, but they just don't know how to do it. So it's our Mm -hmm. responsibility as leaders to train them to do that. But I find, Virgil, that a lot of us don't have time to invest in people and to train right. because we're so busy doing all the work <laughs> that we should be delegating to other people but it's easier to just do it by ourselves but Mm -hmm. we need people and that's really what child's heart is all about it's really ushering people into a journey of of research and discovery and learning for a lifetime so that we can truly prepare ourselves to reach tomorrow's generation effectively and not just be stuck with old methods and models that used to work when we were kids, because we are dealing with a completely different generation. The things that they're going through, the things that they're facing, you know, we just Mm -hmm. had, um, I had a conversation, you know, uh, with my son the other day, he's like seven. And I'm like, I feel like it's time to have the conversation on homosexuality. Like literally, as a Christian, I said, I'm going to have to have this conversation because yep. you, the mailman had his nails painted and you were about to ask a question and I had to drag him out. <laughs> um, I mean, it's all over Netflix. The kids, yeah. Netflix. it is all over. I mean, we were watching a yeah. show the other day mm-hmm. and I had to start coughing. You know, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for this to be pushed on them, yeah. without them having an understanding. <laughs> so I start coughing. I'm like, Mommy has to work on a podcast. <laughs> and, off. and I'm like, Look, what, who knew that I would have to have this conversation first before I talked about later on the birds and the bees? Like things right. have changed. And if we are really going to reach children effectively, we have to do it with the spirit of excellence. We have to be willing to do our homework. We cannot be lazy. Children's ministry leaders, we gotta wake up.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I thought I was the only one who used the coughing technique whenever <laughs> something like
1: that. <laughs> 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 Honey, uh, <laughs> hey, look over here. Then you know, with yeah. the tap dancing thing, didn't work anymore. <laughs> um, <I just laughs> (laughs)
0: Okay. So so this is fun. You know, um, I was talking to my sister who I mentioned to you, she's our, she's our children's pastor at a church. She's been in children's ministry for 20 years. And, and, um, and it's, it's always fun for me to connect with children's ministry leaders and workers because yeah, you know, you guys really have something so special from the Lord for the next generation for, you know, for the kiddos, Uh, I think for everybody, honestly, but, but just a real heart for the kids. Can you share with me, Esther, um, what do you think is the true goal of children's ministry? What should the true goal of children's ministry be for, you know, for churches and, and ministries and organizations who are reaching out to kids?
1: I believe that children really need to understand their identity mm-hmm. in Christ. I think that is so important. Really, to me, I think that is the ultimate goal is to put mm-hmm. them to him because the world's mm-hmm. not going to do it. And and, mm-hmm. and if we just continue to stick with our old models You know, I love the story of of David and Goliath. But if we're just if we're telling that story, you know, in an old and stale way and not making it come alive, you know, to where when those kids leave, they feel empowered and they know a little bit more about who they are. So that when they're on the playground or they're in a a dicey situation because our kids go through things in their own lives and in their Mm -hmm. own journeys and they can't handle it. You know, if they don't know what to do, then what are we really doing? So I think one of the biggest goals of children's ministry is to empower children. But how can we empower children if we don't empower families as a whole? I am such a firm believer that partnering with parents is so important. But once again, it's so much work. (laughs) I I think that we make it bigger. Than what it really is, I think if we could just inspire that dad to pray with his child, you know, the the truth is we have we have kids for like this much time in children's ministry and and parents have kids for this much time. It's so much more time. So if we just teach kids and then we send them home, you know, with their parents who struggle with their own identity in Christ, Mm -hmm. then. What are we doing? So to me, I think it's really important that we partner with the family as a whole, that we do everything that we can um, to come alongside them, not in ways that overwhelm them. I believe that parents are busier than they have ever been
0: mm-hmm. in mm-hmm.
1: this time and in this day and age. So it's so important that we don't overwhelm their schedules, but we empower them in in, in ways, maybe even through existing celebrations or events that we already do at the church. Um, I'm not a proponent for over programming. I'm about, sure. you know, we want to have a quality uh, output. You know, we we really want them to get something. But I think it's so important that we encourage parents that you know. It, sometimes I feel like children's ministry should be uh, parents' ministry. <laughs> yes, in disguise. Like, let's empower them. If because if we come together, it is going to yeah. be like dynamite in bringing the little ones to him, so
0: yeah. That's good. So yeah, so I'm hearing kind of at the core of what uh, children's ministry should really focus on is helping kids discover their identity in Christ, their identity and how God made them, and then partnering with the parents is so important, so huge. Yeah. My, you know, we say here at Vertical Church all the time, and and and, and my sister who all the time saying that you know the, the the greatest success for children's ministry is when there's a great connection with the kids, but also yeah. with the parents. Absolutely. Now I can imagine, and and I don't want to I don't want to pick on you know any specific church person. But, but I can imagine as somebody who's, help, who's helping to train children's ministry leaders, right, um, and and probably has been exposed to a lot of churches. There's a lot of times churches are doing things a little whack, a little bit, yeah. a little bit kind of out. You, you what you mentioned right now, sometimes outdated, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Irrelevant. You know, what are some of those things that you've seen? What are some things that you've seen, or that you just you just praying for? You are just praying, Lord, oh, help goodness. them.
1: Okay, so. I was in trouble with things like this because <laughs> I really pride myself on being honest um, yeah. and just really uh, telling the truth. I, I well, believe- the, truth, the truth
0: the truth sets us free, right?
1: <laughs> it does. It sets us free, and it's enough people who are safe out there in children's ministry. So you know, if I lower anybody's self esteem, there are so many different people that you could go to and get that baby right back up. <laughs> But I mean, I've seen a lot of outdated methods. I really think that we are dealing with digital natives, and we have to become more serious about connecting with them. I think we struggle with warm body syndrome in Mm -hmm. children's ministry. That is so old school. You're desperate for somebody, and you you put them in a slot that they don't belong. Super old school. Mm -hmm. Um, This is gonna sound wacky. Felt boards. Don't burn me at the stake if you use a felt board. <laughs> These are things that you that's
0: know. Not, that's from the '80s. That's, that's <laughs> I grew up with felt boards.
1: You know, so it was so funny. So I had I had did this thing on outdated methods. And I remember I said, "Okay, I'm gonna do this video. I'm gonna just be bold. I'm gonna talk about VHS cassette tapes and how they're dead. Uh, I've also been to churches that have libraries full of VHS cassette tapes. Oh my! Goodness. And and I remember I said, i am 'I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be honest, and I'm gonna talk about felt boards. And we need to get rid of those flannel boards.' And I woke up yeah. that I had woke up that next morning, and somebody literally was doing a video about how that stuff is still important. And I was like, Lord." Are you picking
0: yeah. on me? <laughs> yeah, Is this you we might, or the enemy? We might be. We might be knocking down some idols there again because people get so attached to to methods, you know. We from the do, past. we
1: do. I think yeah. we get attached to them though because that's the way we came, you right. know, uh, to Christ. I think people are really attached to paperback Bible. Oh, people! get... Mm-hmm. I did a workshop on how paperback Bibles are not the future. They're going to be out of here. And there was this old man sitting in the back and he just looked so angry. (laughs) He looked so angry the entire time. And I talked about really how we have to do our homework when it comes to the digital age and and how to reach them. And he, I mean, he had his arms crossed. I mean, even after it was over, there were people like, did you see that guy in the back? He didn't like Mm -hmm. how you said that. And right after it was over, a pandemic hit. And guess what? <laughs> we needed to understand digital technology like never yeah. before. Um, my when it comes to child's heart, my entire focus is to really awaken up, really grown ups on yeah. us bringing ourselves down to the level of a child and understanding where they are and trying to reach them based off of that. And some of those older models, they it, it just doesn't work. We're putting what is it? Yeah. Um, uh, new wine into old wine skins. Yeah. Uh, and what, what does the word say? Wh- when we do that, it bursts and, and, and we lose a generation and a generation hangs in the balance. And whether we like it or not, these kids are going to know more than us.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 You
1: know they, they're, they're, they are, they're going to, they're going to they're gonna know more. We're going to be getting help from them. They're going to be in government positions. They yeah. are our future. So, uh, Taking care of kids I means we take
0: care of us. <laughs> you know, I, I wanna I wanna throw in a disclaimer because because it could feel like oh you know you, you know you're picking on me and my style and what I do and really I think I think that I think that a leader may be well intentioned you know yeah. a children's ministry leader yeah. maybe well intentioned yeah. but the truth is you know you're probably not using a rotary phone yeah you're probably not. Driving a horse and buggy to get to work. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, because yeah. as time changes and evolves, the methods, the message yeah. is the same. Yeah. Jesus is the same. The gospel is the same. But the way we do it, and I think yeah. that's what we're kind of hit, hitting at here. We need to understand that the children growing up uh, now in 2021 are very different than how children grew yeah. up, and even in 2000, you know, yeah. or 1990. Yeah. So, so understanding that that our children's ministry and the way we do things has to evolve. Yeah. Same message, same heart, just the way we do it. Yeah. You and know, and, 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 I and think Virgil,
1: something can be good, yes. you know, and, and then all of a sudden just be completely outdated and that's okay. Yep. You could be doing something that was amazing. And I'm and I I'm a huge proponent of honoring the, the ways of the past, honoring yeah. the people who developed you know, that programming, who developed that event or 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 that puppet ministry or whatever it is, I'm so big on honoring those people because I know now I'm about to be hit by the whole puppet community. I love my puppet community. But I mean, I think that's one of the biggest issues. We don't honor. We come in all cocky, like this is a a way for the future. And we flip flip over tables while people are still sitting at those tables. So they're going flying. Their skirts are showing. They're offended instead of doing it with love and honor and grace. Because the truth is, at one point, those strategies and those methods did work to reach sure. kids and to reach families. So I think it's so important if we incorporated that more in ministry instead of just dumping instead of out with the old and with the new, we could handle it a little but bit. But wait, but
0: we're just having fun because you and I are pastor's kids. So we we can have a little moment of release here, okay? My wife my wife was watching a video yesterday and she says she looked at it was like a mime, you know, mime ministry. And she said Mimes is still happening. Mimes is still a thing. I said, apparently somewhere, you know, and it's puppets. Hey, this is a Pastor Kids Confessionals, right? Um, do you remember? Do you remember Esther when you had to put the projection sheet on the projector? Oh my goodness, I mentioned that in my
1: video.
0: You remember that? And like the the people would say,
1: projector, like yeah, the, the transparency sheet, yeah. and there was <laughs>
0: <laughs> like if you go to church today and they're using that, that's a sign.
1: And that I they, did. Might be,
0: I did. they might be with Marty McFly yeah. in, in Back to the Future. And they
1: were using that for the worship music. And they loved that. And I, I was like, God bless you.
0: Yes. <laughs> hey, we're pastors, kids. We're just getting it out. We're just throwing it out there. I think we it's love, important, though,
1: Virgil. I think it's so important, yeah. to be honest. And something that I had yeah. to understand in ministry, there was a moment where I had to look at myself and say, oh, my goodness, I suck. Like, there were, there were things that I did. That I sucked that, and I had to be honest and say that and say, yeah. it, it's not about us. I think we lose it when we make it about us and we don't make it about Christ. It's, it's all about reaching Christ. It's all about pointing children and families to him. It's not about us. It's not even about our methods. It is about him.
0: Yeah, we have to be wise if we're gonna reach today's generation. And, and I think that's, that's a big it's a real thing yeah. we gotta really think about um, as, as statistics come up yeah. uh, and how how younger and younger generations are just getting so disconnected from faith yeah. and from from God and from the word and so we yeah. have to be we have to be wise we have oh. to be astute we have to be relevant we yeah. have to be strategic yeah. we have to ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and inspire us because yeah. you know uh, we we don't even have to compete with the world we just gotta yeah. be who God has called us to be and I think that that's always going to lead us to the best methods. You know, so I love what you, I love what you do. um, Child's Heart Ministry, I I love it because it's really understanding. It's not about us. It's not about, you know, I just, I love to use the felt board or, you know, it saves me. You know, it's not about what worked for me when I was a kid. It's about what are kids today? uh, Shout out to my
1: puppet community.
0: (laughs) We love you. Hashtag puppets forever. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) So, this, I love this conversation because, again, leaders and, you know, and just like we're talking about children's ministry. Hey, we can apply this in every other area, in every other, you know, section of ministry or church and leadership. We, we have to be relevant. And and I love this conversation. Um, um, any other thoughts real quick before we, before we kind of transition to a little bit about succession, but, but any any other thoughts about, about just your heart for, for children's ministry and people who are leading in that area?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, so, Yesterday, I got a, a, just an amazing opportunity to do a webinar with Jim Wideman, who is like, you know, everyone used to call him like the godfather of children's ministry. And, <laughs> and I didn't even know what that meant until we actually sat down together and had coffee when I was in Nashville. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. So you literally invented like... <laughs> Children's ministry drink. Like you are literally the Godfather. And I'm sitting and he's, you know, given so much history. But last night we had a webinar and we really talked about the importance of of building teams, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, after COVID-19. Yes. and, And what that looks like and just how important it is. And one of the things that he had mentioned the most. He, he kept coming back to it. And I love Jim because he kept going back to the word of God for everything. And mm-hmm. he kept going back to the need to care about investing in people. We need people. We need to care more about people. People, And a lot of times we're so busy trying to do everything by ourselves that we don't have the time to invest yeah. in people, but that if we invest in, in people, we could really build those stronger teams that we really need to have a thriving and successful ministry. So I think that that's so important. I would be remiss if I didn't mention just in the heart of everything that's been going on in the country from political mudslinging, racial unrest, that has just been uh, really huge on my heart in terms of diversity. I really believe mm-hmm. that diversity is the future, and if you are avoiding it, neglecting it, saying no, I'm fine in my echo chamber, in this echo chamber, it is safe, <laughs> that you are going to miss the future. I think that is. I think it's so important. Even today, my husband and I we had a conversation. Uh, with the principal, you know, of their school, uh, just some some of the bad experiences he had, just uh, not representing the majority, but representing more of the minority. And some Mm -hmm. of those experiences, I think we need to remember that we have families and children who come into our environment who may not feel as safe, who may be carrying uh, the weight of the world on their shoulders. Uh, Even for my kids, I'm trying to keep them away from everything that was happening. Um, they still knew about everything. I'm like, how are you finding out about <laughs> everything that's going on? Why are you asking me about Black Lives Matter? I don't, I don't even use a hashtag. Like, what's happening here? And mm-hmm. it was because they they're talking about this at school and yeah. they're learning these things. So I think we have to be more bold in addressing uh, taboo topics in mm-hmm. ministry and really equipping our kids, understanding uh, that there might be a kid in your space, you know, who might be going through something and and being willing to get off of the script for a second and really mm-hmm. reach that child and, and create a, a lesson or experience for a child that really helps to reach them at the core that's relevant to where they are, that's relevant to the giants that they're facing when they go out and they leave our spaces how can we really help them to fight that? So I think diversity is so important. Creating spaces mm. that are inclusive, that are really inclusive. Not, it, It's not enough anymore to say, it's okay. We love all children. We don't see color. Well, you better start seeing it because they right. see it and they notice it. And instead of saying we don't see it, we need to learn how to celebrate it. Especially yeah. in those spaces that struggle with just being, you know, um, whether you're majority black or majority white congregations, whatever it is, we need to make sure. Because really, we we want our ministry to reflect what heaven looks like, you know? Yeah, And we want our that's kids to carry that mindset and to embrace all cultures and, and races. So I, I think that's important. And I think what Jim was talking about in building teams, something I would add is make sure that your team is diverse. Make sure that the people who are invited to the table... They have different experiences. We have to learn how to do life with people who don't look like us so that when something crazy happens, you know, like the whole George Floyd thing. Well, you know what? We got this because we have somebody amazing who's sitting at our table, Mm -hmm. who's going to speak into this, who's going to educate. You know, I, I think when we don't have that, we are going we're going to miss. We're going to offend and we're going to fall short of what God wants us to be
0: that's a good word that's a good word for all of us leaders the importance of, of diversity in this time and moving yeah. forward I think yeah. more than ever and of course you know team building which is so key if we really want to be effective if we want to grow in our ministries if we want to reach more kids and reach more people so good I want to I want to uh, shift gears a little bit here Esther regarding uh, a new article in the upcoming avail journal which we'll talk about in a second but I know the upcoming avail journal uh, issue six coming out in 2020 you have an article entitled Exit Right, Navigating Successful Succession.
1: Yeah, how Can you talk happened? a little
0: bit about the heart behind that article?
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so time contacted me. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and I didn't want to say no. No, uh, it was just such an honor. It's funny because you have different people who reach out to you. And I know... Uh-huh avail. You know, I follow avail. I know avail. They are not they are not boring articles. I was actually intimidated. No. They're not boring. Uh they're not legit. stable. Yeah, they're legit. Uh-huh. and they're not uh-huh. safe. <laughs>
0: like it's there, not, there's no there's no felt board yeah, in the avail yeah, journal. Yeah.
1: It is the real deal and I was kind of juggling with some topics, but one of the biggest ones that I felt is so important is succession. And I think that Uh, we look, when it comes to our turn, our time being up, we look at it as a bad thing, you know? Right. We're we're fighting. We are constantly, we live in a society where we're trying to fight to keep our time. We're dying our hair, okay? Because now I have this gray strip here, okay? And I have to hold on to my youth. (laughs) But I think it's so important that we celebrate succession, that we, we understand that that's a good thing. And really in this article, I think John the Baptist is one of the this, the greatest leaders of all time when it mm-hmm. comes to understanding succession. He he had to leave so Jesus came and even Jesus mm-hmm. he had to leave so something better mm-hmm. could come to us and under, and that was a good thing. So really yep. embracing that and and just really helping us to relax because we can be kind of, come on, Christians, we can be kind of rough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very, very true. Now, in, in that article, um, Esther, you, you kind of mentioned about some signs of succession, right? Or, or, you you know, I think it was seven signs of succession. Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I mentioned uh, a few signs. You're right, seven signs. Um, one sign I thought was so funny which it seems like a, like a no-brainer, but people act like whatever. Uh, but it was that, okay, God revealed it to you. Come on, you know that your time is up. <laughs> like, yeah, I told you a long time ago, but you just don't want to let it go. Um, mm-hmm. But just that being a sign, but also, you know, if you're getting out and, and, and you're sick of growing, you're sick of learning, you're sick of investing in and, and, and research that, that you can continue uh, to reach, Uh, Whoever God has called for you to reach, then it may be time for someone to come in and Mm -hmm. to take over, and that's okay. You know, I think one of the beauties of succession is after succession is not necessarily death, right? (laughs) You know, uh, after succession could be something amazing and beautiful Mm -hmm. on the on the other side of that, and a, a incredible season of how God wants to use you in a in a new and more fulfilling way, which is why we need to embrace that. Uh, another sign, uh, your effectiveness has waned. You know, like, okay, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I used to do this and it used to work and all of a sudden, <laughs> no one's coming. <laughs> no one's showing up. Listen, if you are, if no one's following you, you are not a leader, okay? That's right. And mm-hmm. you could have been a leader back in the day But, you know, maybe not today. And that's okay. We have to be open and okay. And I think it's so important. And this is why I love people like Jim that we had on. He is such a mentor and a coach, you know, uh, not trying to hold on. But what can I do now to really help to develop other leaders? I think our goal in ministry is to always build an army you know Mm -hmm. of of, of generals you know just like ourselves our goal is to be a general and then gain an army and then build more generals for Christ that will usher in a generation unto himself so I think that that is so important but that's not going to happen if we don't learn how to pass the baton it's going to be a really dysfunctional track race I mean if you go to a race and it's a a four person relay and someone's like no I want this baton I want (laughs) you're going to lose the race they're sitting fighting and we've lost it's all over so it's so important to know when to let go and there's a way I think in track there's a right way to pass the baton and there's a wrong way if you pass it the wrong way the next person they'll drop the baton and, then, mm-hmm. and and then it fails. We have to pass it in the right way with honor and love and respect, and be open to the new. And we have to honor the old and and do it in a way that is not gonna get anybody hurt, That's <laughs> or in a physical altercation.
0: We want to avoid <laughs> I've those. Also seen. <laughs> you, you see a lot in church and in ministry especially growing up you see a lot of that a lot of everything um, man this is so good Esther. I love this conversation because it's real we're talking leadership we're talking you know your heart and and, and you know for children's ministry we'll talk a little bit about succession now um, before I, I go into some I'm, I'm debating about questions that I want to ask but I, it's just the pastor's kid thing but <laughs> I'll get to that in a second um, are there any are there any upcoming events or projects or plans that our Avail listeners might want to lean into or share with people they know that are in kids' ministry?
1: Oh, absolutely. So I have poured my heart into three books. Uh, I have three books. One is called Children's Ministry Moving Forward, which is really a, a one-on-one book uh, for children's ministry leaders. If you were just getting started in children's ministry, just on how to be successful. And I love that book because it was really based off of my flaws and my mistakes. Mm. And I think that we look. We look at leaders and it's so funny because I'll have people come up to me Virgil, and they're like, oh, my goodness, you're so amazing. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you obviously don't know me at all. (laughs) Because people fall for the hype. They do. They fall for the hype. They get super excited. And, and they don't know the things that you go through, you know, or, you know, the tables that you hide under, you know, mm-hmm. when you're stressed out or, or when you're burnt out. Uh, but really, I've learned so much more from my failures and my mistakes in ministry than from my so-called expertise that I really only gained through the power of collaboration and collaborating mm-hmm. with some amazing, powerful voices. Um, I have another book called Children's Ministry Wake Up Call, which is also on Amazon Audible because I'm lazy when it comes to reading books. So why not listen to them? <laughs> so I listen to that book all the time because it always reminds me to wake up when it comes to reaching tomorrow's generation. Like we can't afford to be lazy in the way that we do ministry. Um, And we need to invest in people. So I love it. I love it. My latest book that I just wrote during a pandemic, because people do things like that, because it was crazy (laughs) and I had more time on my hands. (laughs) Um, But it's called The Progressive Children's Ministry Leader. And in that book, I really feel, I feel like there are, and it was crazy because this was during the entire, you remember all that political mudslinging? Yeah. Me, my husband, he's like, you're going to name it Progressive Children's Ministry Leader? You're going to offend an entire city. <laughs> and I'm like, it, you cannot steal the word. You cannot take progressive and steal the definition. Just like, I don't believe you can take the rainbow and steal right. the fact that it means the promises of God and that it works sure. the covenant. But uh, so we called it, I was bold. I called it the Progressive Children's Ministry Leader. It apparently still sold. So <laughs> we got that out the way. But it's really essentials on what it means to lead well, on, on having tough skin and not being easily offended and leaning into God's spirit and being organized and and, and so many things, uh, being invested in being a continual learner and, and growing. So uh, that's pretty much what that book is about. That should be on Audible soon as well because I believe in practicing what you preach. And if you don't like reading a lot of pages, you shouldn't force others to do so. In your own material.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Question, where can people access those books or find more information yeah, on those books? So
1: they're all available on Amazon. You can also find them on my website at www.childheart83.com, where you will get a signed copy if you get it through me. Uh, also, we do live webinars. You know, we show up on social media every third Tuesday of the month. We're producing live Webinars. I am not crazy enough to do it by myself. I collaborate with some amazing voices who, for some reason, they always say yes and they join me. And they, we are all just about empowering, equipping, and really growing together as leaders. I do not know one webinar where I have not grown, where I have not learned more. Even my sister, she reminded me the other day. She said, "All your webinars are so good." Uh, we had Dale Hudson who was on, who's another veteran in children's ministry. And we had one webinar where he was just honest about uh, going through depression as a children's pastor and just mm. putting too much on himself. And that was just so freeing. We had people who were who were struggling with depression who were on yeah. that webinar, who God used Dale to, to really give them hope and to inspire them to really uh, take care of their health. So it's just it's just an amazing time that we offer monthly. Mm.
0: So good. So everybody, you have to check out www.childsheart83.com for more information and all these resources. You you can check out, I believe it's Child's Heart 83 on Facebook, right?
1: It is, yes. Child's Heart 83 on Facebook and Heart of a Child 83 on Instagram. (laughs) don't ever get your Instagram hacked, you guys. It's like a nightmare.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to mention something, Esther, that I know that you appreciate. We've talked about a little bit, which is the Avail Journal. This, This Avail Journal is such a blessing. There's so much great leadership content in here. Do you have a few words to say about what you think about the Avail Journal?
1: Oh, my goodness. So I love it so much. I'll tell you a funny story. So, of course, you know, I I love the excellence that it exudes. And part of Uh the excellence is, you know, the photo shoots that may come along with, you know, some of the articles. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, if your picture turns out, like you have a chicken neck and... (laughs) But it's too late. (laughs) But it was so funny because I remember uh, they had sent me the proof. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Look at me. I look at my double chin. I turned the wrong way. It's too late. And then I remind myself but you're in the avail journal and it's freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is, it is literally, whether you are in ministry, business, whatever you are doing, I'm telling you the avail journal will help you. It is so intellectually stimulating. I, I don't, if you pick it up, I'm telling you, there is something in there for you in the avail journal in every
0: issue. (laughs) There's great resources. You know, Dr. Sam Chan has a lot of his articles in here. Uh, Our friend Tyne has one here entitled Killing Moses. That's interesting. That'll rob somebody up. This
1: is why I get upset because he comes out good in all of his pictures. Okay,
0: (laughs) so. (laughs) Hey, I want to let everybody know, Esther. I want everybody to know you can get a free annual subscription to the avail journal by going to availjournal.com. You're going to be able to check out Esther's upcoming, um, article in the next avail journal, depending on when you see or hear this, you'll be able to check it out. Uh, the avail journal is an awesome resource. Like Esther has mentioned, uh, free annual subscription. They come out quarterly. So you get four of them. What a great blessing, great content, great leadership resource, not only for yourself, but for the people that you're leading. Yeah. You want, may want to encourage them to get that free annual subscription. I think it'll be a, it'll be awesome. Um, Esther, this has been a great conversation. Um, I, I really enjoy it. We have a lot in common, especially as pastor's kids, but just passion for the Lord and yeah. the church and to see people grow and leaders. Um, what, what do you want to leave on our Avail podcast listeners' hearts? What do you want to leave with them today?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, if I can leave anything, it, it, it really is just a sense of urgency for us to be excellent in what mm-hmm. we do in ministry. It's there's a generation and I know that, you know, my focus is more children's ministry, but there's a generation just hanging in the balance if we get lazy and what we do. So really, one of my biggest messages is to to do things with the spirit of excellence. And if you need help with doing that, lean into the Holy Spirit, be honest. And you mm. ask him and say, you know, my passion is waning, things are going on, but I want to be excellent for you. I wanna be excellent for you and and pray for that help. Do the homework you need to do. It it is so important. God is calling for us. I truly believe He's calling for us to wake up, to stand up, and to be excellent in everything that we do. So and let me tell you something. That is what a veil represents. Mm. It should be called excellence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that.
1: But I guess that word is taken.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll stick with the veil. We'll stick with the veil. That's a good word. That's just a good word. I think that, I think that there's a reason why Jesus said, you know, when he was about to take off, you know, ascend to heaven and the disciples were freaking out. Like, where are you going? There's a reason why he said, hey, it is to your advantage that I go. Yeah. You know, because because I'm going to send the the Comforter. I'm going to send yeah. your Helper. I'm going to yeah. send the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit can really help us and give us the ideas and the creativity uh, when we, when we most need it. And that's a good and word so too. Say-
1: Virgil, knowing knowing that you're needed, that God has put something special mm-hmm. and unique and incredible in you that He has not put in someone else, mm-hmm. and that you are need. The world needs. I say this all the time. The world needs what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Don't squander that gift. Don't waste it. Don't bury it in the sand because you're scared. It, it, it slap the enemy in the face and you use the gift <laughs> that God has given you and sign baby sign that's what I plan on
0: doing I love it Esther thank you so much for bringing some passion for bringing some fun for bringing some real you know authenticity to the avail leadership podcast uh, especially in the area of just growing and leading in children's ministry on behalf of the avail leadership team we're so proud of you Esther proud of what you've been doing proud of what God has called you to but really hopeful and expecting to see all that God has ahead for you your family your Ministry, Man, we love what you're doing.
1: Awesome, thank you. I hope I get invited back. You guys,
0: we'll see. I'll see if I can talk to somebody about <laughs> about about having you. Even though you talk, Are you about trash movies. this recording when it's over? I just to... and puppets. <laughs> they really offend the <laughs> puppet community, and we. Just... I was just thinking. I was just thinking of some VHS tapes that. <laughs> When I was a kid, and some people are still using them. Praise Jesus. It's a new season. It's a new season. We're relevant. We're yes. authentic. Hey, hey, you We're don't the
1: ministry. Whatever you're doing, you better reinvent that, baby.
0: <laughs> digital puppets. Maybe we gotta turn them to digital. I don't know what it is. Hey, Esther, thank you for being a blessing to all of you listening or leaning in here to the Avail Leadership Podcast. Thank you for always connecting. Uh, to, to tap into great resources, great leadership, great insights. We love growing together. My name is Virgil Sierra, and I love speaking. Spending this time with amazing leaders like all of you who connect here. We will see you next time here on the Avail Leadership Podcast. Thank you for joining us for the third and final week of our Back to Leadership series here on the Avail Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this flashback featuring Esther Moreno. Remember, you can connect with Esther and Child's Heart by going to childsheart83.com. And you can find more leadership resources by visiting us at theartofleadership.com. Make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the one and only Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you so much for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.